Pussy. Yeah, I said pussy. Pussy. P-U-S-S-Y. To me, pussy is not a dirty word. My pussy is a masterpiece. My pussy is a juicy, wet, purring, beautiful piece of art. Yeah, that, that moist part. Pussy deserves to be worshipped like the goddess it is. Love the pussy. Respect the pussy. Suck and finger fuck that pussy. Incentivize the pussy. Entice the pussy. Welcome the pussy. Greet the pussy. Eat the pussy as if it is your favorite meal. Say your grace and devour that pussy with full energy of gratitude. Are you ready for the latest episode of the I Said No podcast? Let's go. What this pussy? 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 She's a motherfucking international sensation. She's not your average showgirl. Allow Miss Taylor. To sing the blues. What this Tiana Taylor. Drag us, Tiana. Drag us to work that pussy nest. Okay, WTP, Work That Pussy is one of my favorite tracks off of Tiana. Harlem's own. New York, Harlem, New York's own Tiana Taylor's latest album. I'm obsessed with the song. I love what she's saying, how she's saying it, the moaning, mm, the groaning, letting someone know how she wants them to work that pussy, 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 pussy. However you want to say it, if you haven't noticed by now today on the latest episode of Hashtag ISM Pod, we are talking all about pussy my pussy your pussy her pussy the pussy pussy hi beautiful soul how are you welcome back i have not spoken to you on this mic in a while why because the last two episodes were pre-recorded shout out to everyone who sent much love for the last two episodes one with denicio shoots couples therapy and mommy and me the episode before that for mother's day you all thoroughly enjoyed both episodes and enjoy when i open up the privacy part is that's that even what am i what am i talking about you enjoy when i open up about personal parts of my life that I usually keep private. That's what I was trying to say. So I'm going to leave that blah, 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 that blah, blah, blah in this one. I'm going to leave them in and show my humanity and let you know that I am grateful for your gratitude. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that you enjoy when I'm alone and I'm grateful that you thoroughly enjoy when I have a guest and I'm grateful that you enjoy that I am 
trying to open up a little bit more, that I am trying to allow you to see and hear sides of me, the fabric of my being, the recipe to the DNA sauce that drips all over me and onto you. So my mama and my husband and my sister have been on here. I would like my other sisters to be on here. I would like my dad. I'm trying to get that to happen for Father's Day to be on here. I would like my friends, Mm -hmm. my soulmates, the family that I chose. I would like to get the gals on here, maybe a group girls episode or individually. I would like to just continue the thread of slowly, slowly, but surely opening up a little bit of my world to you and seeing how that goes. I am a firm believer of keeping something for yourself. I'm a firm believer of not allowing the world in all of your space. I believe in preservation and honoring your space to the point that you don't let other energy and people always infiltrate it. So drips and drabs is all I got for you. And, um, That's pretty much it on that. That's that on that. How are you, my loves? How are you? How are you? Welcome to June. Happy June. Wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever time zone you're in, whatever date you're listening to this, it matters not. All that matters is that you are here. Your being is here and you press play. I just want you to know that today for me, the day I'm recording, it is the first Sunday in June. It is a Sunday afternoon, June 2nd, and I am at my microphone just vibing with you. And I want to welcome you to the summer pre-summer season. Yeah, summer's on its way. It's not officially here yet, but June signifies so many things. It, it, it's a reminder that the warmth is on its way. It's a reminder that people will be outdoors connecting more for most people. It is a reminder that in, on the East Coast, it is just a different vibe. When June comes around, you you get excited. Well, I speak for myself. I get excited for the possibilities because I'm just out and I'm about and I'm enjoying nature and I'm riding bikes and I'm taking hikes and I'm walking and I'm swimming and I got my my bohemian goddess braids. Yes, I do, honey. And you can't tell me Nathan. Okay, Nathan, nothing. You can't tell me anything. I'm just feeling very saucy and spicy and... In June, we celebrate Puerto Rico and the parade and the festival is here in New York. And I just feel extra wepa-ish. Ay, wepa. I just feel really great when June comes around. July and August, I'm just in my bag and I'm excited about June. So whatever June brings for you, to you, with you, about you, for you, I just want you to be fully present in it. I also really wanted to let you know that I love you. And if June is not for you and summer's not for you, I want you to know that I see you. There are many people who do not just suffer from seasonal affective disorder in the cold, dark, icy months like I do. Seasonal affective disorder is seasonal and it doesn't, it's not exclusive, inclusive to inclusive, exclusive, you know what I'm saying, to just the cold months. There are many people who have full-blown anxiety about the warmer months starting in May or June because the expectation to be around people when people who don't like people 
Okay, I said it. People who don't like people, that expectation to be around people stresses them out. It's too peopley out there for a lot of people. There are many people who are introverts. There are many people who are deemed socially awkward, which I hate because we want to label things awkward and weird just because we're not like that or don't understand it. But I don't want to label people that. I just want you to know that if you're suffering or preparing to or feeling like you're about to start Dealing with suffering from seasonal affective disorder because the warm months bring pressure for you to be around more people. There are more people out and about. There are more invitations that go out. The anxiety to say no to things that you wouldn't have to say no to if it was cold and snowy and wet outside. Uh, the pressure to spend money. There's more brunches. There's more weddings. Yes, June kicks off wedding season for many people. Heavy wedding season is uh, normally June through August for a lot of people. And the invite the gifts, the baby showers, the brunches, the dinners, the rooftop expectations, the wardrobe expectations for many people cause anxiety. The financial burden for a lot of people is a lot for the summer and spring months. And I want you to know that if that is you, if that is what you are experiencing, I see you. You are welcome here. You do not have to feel what I feel for you to be. You don't have to be and agree. Okay, you can just do you. This place, this platform is not for agreeance with and of Stephanie, the life architect. This platform is what I like to call a safe space. And we're going to define a safe space on another episode because, you know, that is one of the buzz phrases and words that many of us are using nowadays. Safe places, emotional health, uh, mental health, empowerment. There are a few key phrases and words that are saturating the social media world. And I think it's important that we define those things and get clarity on what they are. And when, so for me, when I say safe place, that doesn't mean that the place that you're in comes without possible disagreement. It doesn't mean that it doesn't come with possible, you know, pushback on an idea or a thought. What it means is that your ideas and thoughts and needs are respected, even if they're disagreed with. They are welcomed, even if they are disagreed with. So, Long story short, which is never a short story when someone says long story short, you and all of your June, July and August needs are welcome here no matter what they are. Okay. No matter what they are, no matter what they are, no matter what they are, your June, July and August, your summer solstice needs whether they are happy needs, whether they are indifferent needs, whether they are ambiguous needs, whether they are festive needs, they are welcome here. You know what that sound means, beautiful souls? That sound means it is time for the church announcements. If you are new to the I Said No podcast, welcome. And let me just briefly give you some context on the church announcements. They are the announcements of me and what I'm doing and what I want to do with you and what others in my realm are doing. That's all. That is it. That is all. That is what the church announcements are. So the big announcement that I am so excited to let you guys know about is, should I have actually, actually downloaded a horn? Mm -hmm, I could have. The I Said No live recording. Mm -hmm, Let me say it again. The I Said No podcast. Yes, our first anniversary live recording is happening in New York City, Labor Day weekend. I said it. Let me give a round of applause to myself for this. Mm -hmm. Labor Day weekend, Saturday, 
August 31st in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, New York. We are going to have a live recording together and we are going to also have a party together, okay? I am not going to be on this mic too long up in Brooklyn. Mm-mm. You going to get a dose of me? Yes, of course. You're going to get a dose of moi. You're going to get me on the mic doing what I do live, calling you beautiful souls live in front of you saying, hello, boys. Hello, boys. Yes, you're going to get all of that live. But what you're also going to get is one of my favorite DJs on the ones and twos. You're going to get some dancing. You're going to get a bar. You're going to get my merch on sale. You're going to get a few things. You're going to get to mingle with your fellow beautiful souls. This is not just about me on the mic. Sure, I'll do that. But I really want to connect with you guys live as I record, as you listen, as you share, as you comment, as you subscribe, as you talk back to me. I'm like, damn, I would love this live. And as a, as a veteran at this point in the podcasting game on my third year, first year solo here with ISM Pod, two years in the game with Not Your Mama's podcast, shout out to my girl, the goddess, the head goddess herself, the limitless one, aka Woke Bay, Lauren. We had two successful sold out live recordings when we were the dynamic duo of Not Your Mama's podcast. And it is time, it is time for me to have another live recording and 2018 Labor Day is when I released the first episode of Hashtag ISM Pod. So I said, what better way than to celebrate year one than with you? I initially was looking for a venue that was very high end and high scale and bourgeoisie, bougie and whatnot. Um, but when I looked for that, there were very heavy restrictions on that, right? So you want bougie, they gonna act bougie. There could be no loud music past this time. There was an amount of people that had to be capped. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want anyone telling me how loud my music can be and what I can play. And I'm going to have to switch my vibe around. You know, I don't have to have no brunch vibe. I want some down home, New York, chill out, summertime vibe. Let me go find me a place that feels right. So I go on Peer Space and I find a few places that led me to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Brooklyn, New York. So I spent the Saturday with Denisio Shoots. Shout out to the gym shooter, Denisio Shoots. He drove me around Brooklyn and we went to some places and I walked into a bar and I felt it. I, I just felt it. I said, oh, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I saw a few of my fellow podcasters were there before. There were some stickers on the wall of a few shows that I admire and respect and love and adore. And I said, oh, this is a sign from the universe that I should be here because they were here. So that is all I will say about it for now. More deeds to come. That is at the end of the summer, Labor Day weekend, Saturday, the 31st of August. And yes, it is somewhat of a day party. Why? Because I'm washed. Okay. I'm a part of the old washed community. What washed means is I ain't got the time to be starting no party at 10 p.m. Okay. This party going to be from 5.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Okay. I'm washed and I want to be in bed by a certain time. Okay. I don't have the time. I'm not 20 no more. I cannot start it at 10 or 11 and have y'all out with me to four in the morning. That's just not going to work for my wash narrative, my wash being, my wash bones. Um, no. So, 5.30 to 9.30, okay? We gonna turn up 
in New York City. All are welcome. I will not lie to you. I am only putting a certain amount of tickets on sale. So when they drop, I suggest that you cop. I'm going to give you enough time. You know, I'm going to give you a little bit, about a month, a little bit more in advance. But I suggest you get up on it. Don't you wait. Because I even surprised myself last time with Lauren both times. And we sold out in minutes. And it was a blessing, but it was a shock to me. And I don't know why I'm shocked because I'm amazing. And I should be okay and understanding my amazingness. I'm working on that. That is something that I work through with my therapist and you guys and individually. So again, don't snooze so you don't lose. Come through, show love, and let's party. I'm talking about party. Like, we drinking. Let's take a shot. Let's dance. Let's take a picture. I'm going to have my photo booth set up, little ring light, so we can get that illuminating glow. You know, I- I'm going to just do it up. I'm going to do it up on, on on a Brooklyn, New York scale. So I hope to see you all there. Again, tickets will drop soon. I will share more information as I get it. And we're just going to have a good old time. That's pretty much it for church announcements. Other than, of course, I have my merch online. If you'd like to buy your emotionally healthy t-shirts, if you'd like to buy your respect my boundaries t-shirts, please do. I released a beautiful raspberry color for the summer limited edition for your uh, emotionally healthy for all my ladies who loves the shirt and ask for a brighter color. I got you. Check the website. Those are released. I have a few speaking gigs already lined up for the summer months. I'm really excited about it. And also, I think other than the clients that I have now, maybe one, no, two in my inbox to be a client. I think I'm going to take the summer off from life coaching. I was going to how do I say this? Yes, I was contemplate, contemplating quitting life coaching altogether. That is another episode. I will tell you all about it. However, I decided not to just dump it altogether. I took a step back. I assessed. And what I came up with was taking the summer off, meaning no new clients after now. <laughs> so besides the clients that I have and the two that are in my inbox that have been in my inbox prior to June since May, I will take them on. Other than that, I'm cool. So we'll talk about that another time. That concludes today's church announcements. Okay, uh, well, uh, I, I don't know what Miss what, what Jack has told you, but it's not that kind of party, and I'd appreciate it if... Hey, hey, what's the matter with you? Stop that. Stop it. Stop it. Will you stop it? Get out of here. Oh, merde, alors. I mean, I don't believe this. You are going to turn down a pussy like this? Staring you smack in your face? No man can turn down this pussy. Will you stop it? I don't know any man that can refuse this. Pussy. Stop showing pussy. People are eating in here. Pussy. 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 Puss, puss, pussy. Trying to find our cat. Where is that cat? Pussy. Pussy is a noun, an adjective, and in rare uses, a verb in the English language. According to the Urban Dictionary, pussy is something that men babies spend nine months getting out of and the rest of their lives getting back into. Okay, Urban Dictionary. According to Dictionary.com, pussy is a pet name for a domestic cat, a vulgar slang word used for vagina, and a term of abuse for someone who is perceived to be a coward. 
One of the reasons that today's topic is pussy is because of this quote unquote heartbeat abortion bill that has been passed in many states that bans pretty much abortion all around. I don't even want to get into it because my blood will boil again. Um, it is oppressive like many things that men dictate and have dictated over the course of time that have to do with a woman. Stay out of my vagina, mind your own uterus, which is a whole, oh God, I'm just annoyed even talking about it because it's just, it just irks the fuck out of me. Let's, let's just keep it 100. And I try to articulate myself without using profanity, but fuck it. Sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck are y'all doing? Right? So I digress. Hmm, One of the reasons, as I stated, that this topic came up is because of this abortion bill. Um, it just disturbed me that men who have no idea what it takes to be a woman, carry a child, and birth a child would have the right to tell a woman how she can, if she can, keep or get rid of a child. And I feel men have benefited from abortions just as much as women over the years since the dawn of time, since abortions have been a thing. Men benefit greatly from abortions if they do not become a father and no longer have that responsibility on their shoulders, whether they want the child or not. However, as much as they benefit from abortions, I don't feel they advocate enough for our body parts unless they want to use them. There are some men, and this is not a generalization, this is why I'm saying there are some men who do speak up for us, about us, to us, for our freedom, for the freedom of our body parts in and outside of our bodies. But to me, it is not enough of them. It is not enough men who advocate not to even utter words, let alone put bills into practice that tell us how we should navigate our bodies. And it really pissed me off. In addition, uh, a few people asked me to put one of my phrases on a t-shirt and that phrase is, don't lead with your labia. And I put the mock-up of the shirt on my Insta story about a week ago and it caused a little bit of a kerfuffle. I don't even know if I'm using the word kerfuffle, right? I just wanted to use it because I like it. So I'm going to do it. And I was actually, should I say shocked? I don't know if I was shocked. I was just something. I was something to some of the replies and some of the dialogue that went down in my DMs about putting the word labia across your chest. It, I was a little bit baffled at some of the responses that I got. But if you know me, you know that I, as I said earlier, you don't have to agree to be with me. So I welcome other ideas and opinions. And I welcome when people have to say what they have to say, whether it's what I have to say or not. So my DMs was popping all day long. And I had a great dialogue with Miss Faya. M-Z-F-A-Y-Y-A. If you are listening, my dear, thank you for sliding up in my DMs with your, your, your opinions, your thoughts. Thank you for being open to hearing minds. Thank you for having the dialogue with me. And thank you for being brave enough not to just agree with me because you're a follower of mine, a beautiful soul of mine, dare I say, even a fan of mine. Thank you for just standing for who you are. Um, so I'm going to read what she said to me. She said, good morning. I love your page. And I wanted to offer another take for consideration. 
I would not wear or purchase your don't leave with my labia shirt, not because of the language, but because it strikes me as subtle perpetrating woman shaming. I see where this is coming from and genu- and genuinely, excuse me, generally agree with you. But A, she says, such a t-shirt would not be produced for a man. Don't lead with your penis won't sell. B, I have trouble equating womanhood with female genitals. It biologizes gender and indirectly excludes, excludes trans women. Anastasia, I, I, I really was just like, you know what? She is making some really great points. There are people who do not believe trans women are women. There are people who believe that if you are born a woman, that is the only way that you are a woman. There are some people who don't believe that. There are some people who believe I'm a woman because I feel like a woman and I am a woman and I'm a trans woman and I decided to become a woman. If I didn't decide to become a woman, I felt that I was born a woman. Whatever it is, I've heard it explained more than one way. This is not me as a straight woman trying to say what a trans woman is or is not. So miss me with that. I'm speaking from the experience I've had with trans women and have talked to trans women and some say I decided and some say I was born that way. Some say I don't I didn't know I was born that way. I, I started to feel that way later on or was a decision that I made. And some were like, hey, Lady Gaga, baby, I was born this way. Whatever it is that you feel you are, man, woman, trans, boy, girl, Martian, bi, straight, non-gender conforming, LGBTYQ, whatever, as my sister calls it, the alphabets, whatever you want to define yourself as, that is amazing. You're allowed to do so. But I feel like we're just not allowed to say anything about ourselves anymore. And though Anastasia had some great points, and I totally agree with her, to an extent, I feel like women are just not allowed to be in a discussion about heterosexual women things anymore, especially if it's not, if we're not including everyone else. So if I'm talking about heterosexual things, it, why do I have, why does someone have to tell me, well, what about homosexual things or trans things? It's like saying black lives matter and then, well, all lives matter. Does this make sense to you? Am I just rambling? Like I think I am. I am a supporter of every human being like, sex or not sex. I'm a supporter of every human being. But I think we're in a world where we have to always compare and contrast. And that pisses me off because I have a labia and I'm wearing this shirt and making this shirt for women who have a labia and who want to talk about having a labia. If you are a woman without a labia, sure, you're still a woman, but this shirt is not for you. I think it's okay to have stuff for you. I'm going to say it again. I think it's okay to have stuff for you. And again, though she made some amazing points, I don't feel it's woman shaming to have some stuff just for a certain group of women. There are mother groups and mother t-shirts and there are groups that do this and that and this and that. That doesn't mean I'm shaming or excluding another group. It means that I'm celebrating my current group. And I have trouble with the idea that Everything has to be inclusive for all every single time there is a discussion or a celebration of someone or something. In addition to that dialogue in my DMs, we were talking about vagina and some people were saying, I would not wear, don't lead with your labia because labia is so vulgar. Instead, maybe I would wear, don't lead with your vagina. I said, Arr! Hold on, 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 hold on. Do we even understand? Do we even understand that the labia 
are the lips of the fold of the skin around the vaginal opening, that labia is not actually the vagina. And in order for someone to get to the vagina, they have to pass the labia lips. So when I say don't lead with your labia, I'm talking about don't open your lips, basically to talk that talk with that dick or that penis or that other vagina that you can't really handle. Okay, don't lead with your labia. Your labia is the lips that part to invite into the vagina. So I was taken aback a little bit by people saying uh, labia was vulgar, but vagina wasn't. And I realized that vagina is said more than the word labia. So for some people in their mind, they think vagina, though it's a shocking word, they believe that it is more acceptable than the word labia. However, I disagree. We can agree to disagree, but these words, whether it's vagina or labor, are not a bad thing. Pleasure, coming, uh, joy, sex, juice, moist, wet. These things are not, these words are not bad words. And though the dictionary wants to say that pussy is a vulgar way of saying vagina and vulgar is not necessarily something that people, you know, profanity and being vulgar is not what people want to be and do. Fuck that. Fuck that. Why, why is it that I can say pussy and clit and vagina and labia when it comes to my defense of my body parts, when it comes to defending myself against a man, right? Because those words are okay. We can make signage and have parades and t-shirts when we want to go to Congress or in the streets or when we want to, we want to denounce catcalling, when we want to go at men the opposite sex and we want to break down male patriarchy and sexism and all the things that we shouldn't have to deal with as women, we are okay with using these words. When we're comparing ourselves to men, when we're comparing ourselves to other groups, when we're defending ourselves against men in other groups and we're trying to make other groups inclusive, that is when I can say clits. That is when I can say clitoris. That is when I can say labia or urethra or vagina or anus or pubic hairs or a, a, a penis. I can say dick. I can say all of those things. I can say uterus. I can say many things. But when I talk about celebrating myself or or including in the self-love conversation, my sexuality, which is a big problem for me because I feel like self-love and this whole talk, this whole self-love movement and this emotional and mental health movement excludes sexuality. And that's a problem. So when I put a t-shirt together that says, don't lead with my labia or don't lead with your labia, to me, that's a form of self-love and self-help, which I can understand that you might not agree with, but to me it is. And since I'm the one selling it, that's what it's going to say. So many clients, so many of my friends, so many of you in my inbox, so many conversations we've had in person, just casually at a bar, hanging out when we're talking about making poor life choices with our body parts, with our labia that we're leading with. That is excluded in the self-love, self-healing conversation. That is excluded in therapy. I'm not talking to my therapist about sex. Why not? You can get a therapist that just focuses on and practices about healthy sex with and without a partner, married, single, bae, whatever you are, whatever uh, it's complicated whatever status you want to claim, you need, in my opinion, to include your sexuality in your emotional and mental health. I'm not trying to be shocking or provocative. I don't need that. I don't have to say anything to make someone see me. Honey, you see me and hear me regardless. I don't need to be a shock jock 
Trust me on that. I illuminate when I walk in a room, voice or body. My presence is what it is. I don't need to make anything for myself to be seen. What I am trying to do here, and I get that my my, my whole agenda might not be seen or understood or agreed with, but what I'm trying to do here is stretch, stretch our emotional and mental health muscles. What I'm trying to do is further the conversation. Everybody want to talk about meditating and lighting candles and sage and Palo Santo and, you know, dance it out and going to therapy and having a life coach, that is all amazing. Where is the conversation about healthy sex lives with ourselves and with partners? Where is the healthy conversation about the oppression religion puts on the youth and sex? Where is the conversation about masturbation and knowing what you like and don't like so that you can teach somebody how to please you? Where is the conversation that only 25% of women are having orgasms through the vaginal canal, through actual penetration. Where's the conversation that says the number has increased drastically? So that means that over 75% of women are not having orgasms through the vagina. Okay, where's the conversation about that? Where's the conversation that the vagina is the tube that connects your vulva with your cervix and your uterus? Where's that conversation that the vagina and the labia are not the same thing, that you have to utilize the spreading of the labia to get into the vagina? Where is that conversation? Hmm. Where's the conversation to these young girls and boys that the women actually have three holes down there? Uh-huh. Where's the conversation about the urethra? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that tiny opening, that tiny little hole that we pee out of that's located just below our clitoris that is not the same hole that we have sex and have babies out of. Where are those conversations? I'm going to tell you where those conversations start. Those conversations are led with labia discussions. Yes, those conversations are led with actually pronouncing the words as what they are. Not don't let anyone touch your kuka. No. Did you know that studies show that at least 15% of children are less likely to be taken advantage of sexually if they are labeling their private parts correctly from childhood? These are all studies. Now, I don't know if these percentages are actual factuals, but these are things that I read. And to know that my niece or my nephew or my child has a greater percentage of not being sexually violated if I actually tell them what their body parts are, let them know what their usages are, that they won't get hurt or violated because they won't be confused when someone goes to touch and explain and say something to them that associates it to being what it isn't. Listen, I'm rambling at this point. I'm just so annoyed. I just feel oppressed as a woman. I feel oppressed as a woman. I feel oppressed as a woman that I can't celebrate myself, that I can't celebrate my my womanhood, that I can't say nipple, that I can't say breast, that I can't say come, make me come, that I can't say any of this stuff unless I'm with a man or about to please a man. And I feel as, as if other women shame women. And I've been guilty of it in the past, calling someone a slut or a hoe just because she's sexually liberated in a way that I'm not. Yes, there are some damaging sexual practices. Absolutely. There are some people who exhibit poor life choices with their bodies and what they do with their bodies. Absolutely. But who the hell am I to tell you you're a hoe because you know how to tell somebody how to please you? Who am I to tell you you're a hoe because you know how to please yourself? Who am I to tell you that you're a hoe because you don't wait for someone to give you permission to have an orgasm, to teach someone how to please you? Who am I to tell you that you are less than? Who am I to label you 
because you're different from me sexually. I feel chastised as a woman. I feel oppressed as a woman. I feel, I feel violated as a woman from women, from men. And I'm just not here for any of it. Pussy, 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 vagina, clitoris, nipple, lick, suck, bite, fuck. Oh my, oh my, it's okay. It's okay for me to understand what my body is and how it how it moves and what it does. Pee on him, sis. Pee on him. Let it drip down his balls. It's okay to say dick just because you want to say dick. You don't have to suck a dick to say dick. You hear what I'm saying to you? It's okay to have these conversations. We're so shunned and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with having boundaries. You don't have to be expressive the way I am or someone else is. You can define yourself as a lady if you like because you don't say these words. That's cool, but I'm a lady too. To me, I'm a lady too. I'm not less of a lady because I say pussy. I'm not less of a lady because I understand the difference between my vulva and my labia and my urethra. I'm not less of a lady because I will touch my nipple. I'm not less of a lady because I'm not scared to say the word nipple. I'm not less of a lady because I say come instead of climax. I'm not less of a lady because I decide to make my body do what it do because I want to do it. I'm not less of a lady because I have these conversations. That shaming between all of us has to stop. This is why I embrace the DMs that I got from Anastasia and other people because I don't have the need to agree with you, to hear you. I don't have the need to shame you to, to, to disagree with you. I don't have the need to be closed minded. I want my thoughts provoked. I want to see things in a different way. I want to further the conversation. And in order to do that, I have to hear, not just wait and pause for my turn to talk. I have to be open to the possibility that there's another way for me to see things. I have to be open to the fact that other people might feel excluded. And those people who feel excluded have to understand that they don't always have to be included. I don't believe that every man would not wear a don't lead with your penis shirt. I'm not here to generalize. That is one thing I disagreed with uh, in the DM conversation. I do know some men that would wear don't lead with your penis, don't lead with your labia shirts. I do know some men who wear my emotionally healthy shirts. I do know some men who are comfortable in their skin. They don't have the need to oppress women in any way. I know some men. I know some men. And yes, you're right. A lot of men probably would not want to rock that. You're right. A, a lot of them probably would not. But we can't exclude if it, it, we can't exclude the men that would. So if we have to look at trans women and women who have been violated in ways where their body parts are not what they once were, you know, many women go through many things. There are people who no longer have breasts anymore um, because they went through cancer treatments, and there are women who have been violated depending on what country they live in in this world. Um, unfortunately, there are women who have been castrated and they do not have certain body parts. And does that make them any less of a woman? Absolutely not. Having a labia, having a clitoris, having a vagina, having breast, having a nipple, being able to have an orgasm or not, none of these things make you a woman. However, there are women who do have these things. And if you see something that resonates with you and you have these body parts, then by all means, you should be able to not only wear it, but create it. You should be able to rock it without feeling like I'm excluding women without breast. I'm excluding women without this or that. I'm allowed to rock what I have and 
and be okay and proud that I have. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm taking away from the women who don't. We should be allowed to celebrate ourselves no matter who we are especially if the intention is never to exclude people. I love trans women. I love trans women. I love women, period. I love women, period. But you're telling me that every time I move, I have to have trans women in mind. Every time I move for the kind of woman I am. And what I mean by the kind of woman I am is the kind of woman that has my breast, that has my labia, that has my body, my thighs, my ass, my face, my kind of hair. Okay, the kind of woman I am, meaning Stephanie. Every time I want to move for Stephanie and women like Stephanie, I have to think of all the women who are not like Stephanie. That is something I have to wrestle with and I'm not comfortable with. I don't want to feel oppressed by other women. I want women around me that say, girl, you do you. And you know what? Since I see a need for people like me or the kind of woman that I am that is not being met, I'm going to meet that need and I'll create my own shirts that say don't do this or don't do that or do this or do that. I think we have to be okay with celebrating who we are and loving who we are without always having to put ourselves in a box. We have to celebrate ourselves. If we don't celebrate ourselves, who who is? There are so many communities that celebrate themselves and don't think about anybody else. And I'm not saying that's right either. I'm just saying I understand it. If I'm constantly including everyone, I lose sight of the things that are just for me and, and, and beings just like me. Okay. I'm not going to basketball games saying, well, what, where's the baseball uh, a merch? I, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not going to a hockey game saying, where's the football merch? I'm not doing that. If I want football merch, then I'm going to go to the football game in the football store. I'm not going to go to the NBA store. We have to be understanding to each other that inclusion doesn't mean exclusion and exclusion doesn't mean inclusion vice versa I just want us to pay attention to certain things and I'm paying attention to being more inclusive but while I'm doing that I need you to understand that I'm not going to always include everybody I'm just not I'm just not and that doesn't mean I don't love everybody that doesn't mean that I don't want to be a part of this world that just means for the moment I'm talking to people who fit the narrative of what I'm talking about. That's it. That's it. We get so offended, myself included, all the time, instead of taking a step back and saying, well, maybe that's just not for me. Instead of telling someone they need to include me, why don't I just celebrate that they're doing what they're doing for their people? And if I want to be included, I create something that I feel should be out there, should be on the market, should be heard, should be seen. That's the point of creating the I Said No podcast. I didn't hear anybody like me on, so I decided to create my podcast. What I didn't do was go to someone else's show and say, hey, this is what you need to do. You need to talk about boundaries. No, I'll just go talk about boundaries myself. And we have to create a boundary around our celebration and not allow people to tell us that our celebration is bad, negative, um, wrong, wrong, because we're celebrating ourselves. What we're doing is not sexist. What we're doing is not racist. What we're doing is celebrating our beings. And if our being is different from your being, I celebrate you too. And I'll buy something from you that has nothing to do with me just to support you. But what I won't do is tell you that you're wrong because I'm not included in what you're doing. And that's not what Anastasia did. Let me be clear. That's not what she did. That wasn't what the DM was. However, after the DM with her and other people, this is what I'm getting. And I'm just like, why are you in my inbox telling me that I'm wrong? The way she did it was so, in my opinion, so eloquent, so elegant. She just was like, I just have a different opinion, which I 
I just want to share with you. And we just went back and forth briefly. And I told her what I felt. And she was just like, you're so right. I see what you're saying. I let her know that she had amazing factual points. And I definitely would make a lead with your penis shirt as well. Um, I also told her that Women shaming is definitely not an option for me, but addressing real life issues is. And so many women are making poor life choices by leading with their labias. That's it. That was the whole point of it. And I understand, as I said several times already, why it wasn't received the way it what I would have liked it to be received. Um, and I understand the dialogue that happened about it. But I don't think people understand that they're calling something vulgar. They're calling something vulgar that is not vulgar. It's your body. Your labia is not vulgar. Your labia is a beautiful piece of art. Your vagina is a beautiful piece of art. Your anus is a beautiful piece of art. And whether you say it with the correct labeling or not, whether you use the profanity words, whether you're vulgar and say pussy and ass and titties instead of breasts, whatever you use to describe your body is your business. And you need to understand that knowing your body, celebrating your body and loving your body is a part of you loving yourself, honoring yourself, nurturing yourself, healing yourself. There is so much trauma around sex. There is so much oppression around women and their body parts. Since the dawn of time, we have been told that our body is only to create other human beings as a mother and serve a man. I beg to differ. I say no to oppressing women, to making decisions for women and their bodies, their body parts on the inside and the outside. If you have never, ever been a woman, if you are a woman who's shaming another woman, I say no. Today, we say no to limiting us to only our body parts, which I heard people saying the shirt did as well. And I understand that point. I say no to limiting women to just their body parts. And I also say no to telling a woman that she cannot focus, speak on and celebrate her body and its beautiful, beautiful parts. It's time for Adult Eyes. What is Adult Eyes? Adult Eyes is one of my favorite segments here on the I Said No podcast. Why? Because we get to go back in time and we get to talk about movies, songs, TV shows, places or things that we listened to or viewed as a child with our youthful young eyes. And now we listen, watch and comment with our adult eyes. Now, since we're on the topic of pussy here today and coming and orgasms and all the good stuff, fellatio, head, sex, anal, rough riding, all of it, missionary, all of it, just sex and enjoyment and pleasure, I felt it was perfect. Shout out again to my girl, Leslie, to make this adult eyes with Aaliyah. So it was January 15th, 2002. The album was called Aaliyah and the single was called Rock the Boat. Aaliyah Dana Horton 
blessed us, blessed us, baby girl, better known as Aaliyah, blessed us with Rock the Boat. Oh my goodness. Where were you in 2002? It was the day before her birthday, by the way, which is January 16th. She dropped it on January 15th from the Aaliyah album, as I stated, that was dropped in 2001. Fire album, still one of my favorite Aaliyah albums. If you know me, I am an Aaliyah, not fan, stan. I have always been an Aaliyah stan. This is not new. This was not because of her untimely tragic death. I was on the baby girl train long time ago. Where were you when you first heard Rock the Boat? Shout out to my girl, Leslie, a.k.a. Pinky Fat Fat, who blessed us with this episode's adult eyes. She slid up in my inbox. She emailed me and was like, girl, you need to do something with that Aaliyah that rocked the boat. Because what was I doing in 2002 telling some boy to rock this here boat? Well, let's discuss, shall we? Um, The visuals. Let's go there first. Okay. How gorgeous did baby girl look in that video? That whole bohemian wavy hair, big hoop earrings, belly shirt, big flowy white skirt against a tree on the bohemian beach. Just, ah. Flawless. The girl was gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. The dance scene, the green screen against the wavy water and the all white with her team as she slowly seduced us with her belly dancing. Yes, girl. And then when she jumped in that water, just looking like an angelic being just floating up to the good Lord. Mm, mm, mm. It was beautiful and sad for me all at the same time because that was the last piece of art that she was able to leave us. Tragically, she did pass away, um, returning home from filming that trip in a plane crash on August 25th, 2001 at the tender young age of 22. But I chose to, after I mourned and took the day off of work and went to her funeral. Yes, I did. Um, after I mourned, I just celebrated again the beautiful body of work that she left us. And Rock the Boat is just one of those visually stunning, appealing videos that just happens to have a dope song to it. Because you, you know, like I know, there are many artists who have amazing visual content, but the audio, not so much. And this sultry, seductive, mm, everything song, telling this man what she want him to do and how she wants him to do it to her is one of my full favorites. Aaliyah was an artist for me that was like an artist, an old school artist. Many people back then in the days, back in the days, weren't direct unless you were like... Rick James or someone, but most people were not direct with the sexual lyrics. What they were, were subliminal. So pour some sugar on me is a lyric from a rock band. Of course, they're not talking about pouring actual sugar on someone. Okay. Many people from back in the day, and you guys can list some of them as adult eye songs that we can talk about on up- upcoming adult eye segments, um, where they were talking about sexually explicit things, but they were not direct or what people would call me, vulgar about it. And Aaliyah reminds me of those artists where she was subliminal and she would speak about or sing about and articulate sex in her art, but she did it in such a subtle way. She told the boy, boy, you know, you make me float. Boy, you really get me high. I feel like I'm on dope. 
because you serve me on a regular. Let's stop right there. She getting she getting digged down with she feel like she on dope. I want some. I want some Leah, baby girl. You gonna ha- baby? <laughs> you ever had somebody put it on you where you feel like you dope on dope and high as hell? I would have sang about him too, girl. A full sixteen bars times three. Okay, he would have had a whole song and beautiful video for me too if he was making me feel like I was on dope. She said, "Boy, you got a stroke. Before you drift in me deeper, you what she say? You're there now. Hold me close, boy. Let's take this overboard now. I." I want you to rock the boat. Wait, take it overboard. But if he already got you high on dope, Leah, where you going? Where else can he take you? Can I come? I mean, I want to go overboard too. I want you to rock the boat. And she told that boy to work it in the middle. Sing it, y'all. Work it, baby. Work it, baby. Change positions on me. Change positions on me. Ooh, girl. So she told him, we out here from the back, but you can lay me on my side. And then if you don't want to lay me on my side, I could get on my knees. And then I could get up off my knees and we could try the missionary. Ooh, but then we could stand up and then you could pick me up because we like that, fellas. We like it when you're strong enough to be able to hold us up and support us while you're doing a stroke. Am I right, ladies? Is that all right? Fellas, are y'all right? How y'all feeling? Okay. Aaliyah was breaking it down. Change positions on me. New positions. Stroke it for me. Stroke it for me. Ooh, baby, I love your stroke. Singing, y'all. Cause you, cause you're getting me where I'm going. She said, boy, in a jury, you'll get my vote. Stop right there. This girl said in a jury. Okay. In court, in court, in court, you will get my vote. Can I come to court? Do I have to wear a suit? Am I on a jury or am I just watching? Am I part of the media? Because Aaliyah, I need to come to this courthouse. And the jury will get my vote because I believe you know just what you're doing now. Mm. Baby, now we can coast. Let's coast. Let's coast. Let's dunk it in. No, do it. I said dunk it like basketball. Let's do it in a hurry. That's too slow. Yeah, yeah. Forgive my terrible singing. I just, I'm obsessed with this song. Go ahead and rock the boat. Rock the boat. Rock the boat. Leslie, thank you. Thank you for sliding into my inbox. Cause like, why would we not have rock the boat on the pussy episode? Because she's talking about getting her pussy done. Like getting her pussy rocked. The boat is her vagina. Like, okay, this is what the subliminals. The boat is her pussy. Rock the boat. Rock the boat. Rock the boat. Rock the bloody boat. He's rocking the boat. The boat is her vagina. The boat. The boat is her pussy. He's rocking the boat. I love this song. I love the video. I love Aaliyah. I love that a woman is celebrating her sexuality by giving a man instructions and telling him what to do and how to do it and being assertive and aggressive because though she's sultry and though she is not uh, like Tiana Taylor was at the beginning of this episode and she's not being vulgar and saying work that pussy. She is still telling him to work that pussy, but she's finding it, she's saying it in another way. She's finding another way to go about it and she's telling him to rock the boat. Essentially, both women are saying the same things, but they're saying it in different ways. And I love that women can be who they want to be. They can be quote unquote vulgar or they can be demure. You know, they can throw subliminals out there or they can be aggressive and direct 
But the funny thing is, I think she's also, she meaning Aaliyah in Rock the Boat is also being aggressive and direct. She's just doing it in a subliminal way. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it makes sense to me. She's still speaking her sexual needs, her desires. She's being very clear about what she wants. But instead of using the word pussy or vagina, she's calling herself, her body part, her beautiful work of art, a boat. There are ways to express yourself sexually, ladies, fellas. You don't have to say it the way I would say it or Tiana Taylor would say it. You could say it the way Aaliyah says it or set it and rock the boat. Hell, you could just play the song rock the boat. You could say everything she say. I want you to do everything she say. I say everything she say. I'm gonna need you to do. Or you could play Tiana Taylor's work, the puss, work that pussy at the beginning, and you could say that too. Either way, no matter how you roll, there is a way for your sexual needs to be expressed and heard and, and, and respected and honored and nurtured, and you to be pleased. Come on, Aaliyah, with the pleasing. Aaliyah was saying that I need to be pleased. I'm going to need you to change this here position. I'm going to need you to stroke it for me. I'm going to need you to stroke it all the way for me. And I'm going to be calling you for more and you're going to be calling me, honey, until I hit that shore. This girl said, explore my body, honey. Explore the body. Okay. I need you to rock this boat. Where were you in 2002 when you heard Aaliyah's rock the boat? Okay, when you hear Aaliyah's Rock the Boat now in 2019, what do you hear? Would you want your children singing Rock the Boat if they were the age you were when you were listening to this in 2002? Is this an appropriate song for young girls to hear? I think it is. I'm not talking about a five-year-old, um, but you know what? Again, it's not direct. Um, some song, some words are, I guess, you know, stroke. But, you know, I, I'm just I'm just a woman who is not ashamed to talk to a child about sexuality. Do I want a child who can't handle sex having sex? Absolutely not. But when you have stuff like this, the way Aaliyah did it, and if a child happened to be singing it and asked questions about it, I wouldn't have a problem having a dialogue about it. I mean, she is not out here being Megan Thee Stallion, which, which I enjoy as well, you know. Baby, let me love, let me love on you. Baby, let me rub, let me rub on you. I mean, she's not saying that, but she is, again, speaking her sexual needs. And I would have no problem explaining what the boat meant to a child who asked me who was singing the song Rock the Boat. That might not be your thing, but it's mine. I feel that there are ways to not feel ashamed about your body. There are ways to not make children feel shamed, ashamed about their bodies. And Aaliyah was a young woman at 22 when she uh, performed, uh, recorded this song and put it out to the world. And I believe that she was finding herself, her finding her sexual self. She was turning into a full-blown woman. And she too was a lady who was just expressing her needs. Ain't nothing wrong with telling a dude how to stroke. Stroke it for me. Stroke it for me. Ooh, girl, I'm still on the dope because, I mean, I want to come to court. I just <sighs> rock the boat. Pinky fat fat, my girl. I appreciate you for sending this on over. Ooh, yes. Let's close out with Aaliyah. Let's rock that boat. Are you getting your boat rocked? Are you rocking any boats, fellas? Ladies, are you putting strap-ons? Are you rocking some boats? What is going on with your boat rocking? Okay. Are you rocking the boat healthily and responsibly? Are you? I want to know. Hit me up. Let me know. I was in my 20s when I heard the song. I was in my young 20s. Leah and I were pretty much 
I think we're almost the same age. So I knew what she was referring to when I heard it. I just hear it differently with my adult ears now. And I watch the video differently with my adult eyes. I understand how bad she was in need of this man to rock her boat. Like I sang it before. Rock the boat. Okay. Now as an adult, oof, child, like a full-blown adult doll. Ooh, baby, I love your stroke. Cause you're getting me where I'm going. Cause you make me come. I get it, Leah. I get, I get it. Aaliyah, adult eyes. Mm. Horny, sex, wet, come, climax, period, cramps, ovulation. All of these words, including others, such as the hot topic of today pussy, labia, vulva, anus, lick, touch, suck. All of these words that describe our body, their parts, and things we can do with our body and their parts are not bad words. We need to stop making people feel as if the feelings that they have and the body parts that they experience those feelings in are not a bad, negative, shameful, guiltful thing. Mothers and aunties, yes, you titis and tias, grandmas, abuelas, big sisters, brothers and cousins, fathers, uncles, tios, grandfathers, big brothers. How are you contributing to the next generation's sexual education and independence? We have a responsibility to be better communicators than our ancestors were and impart body and sexual knowledge and positivity. Our girls and boys need more than just the limited. You better not come up in here pregnant or get no girl pregnant only fast girls talk and act like that you want to catch something only hoes suck a dick or you're gonna go to hell for shacking up uneducated fear-based rhetoric that we grew up on Many adults learned or relearned today by listening to this episode that a girl and a woman has three holes in her nether region and the proper terminology for those holes. Let's recap those holes, shall we? Urethra, vagina, and anus. Say it with me, class. Urethra, vagina, and anus. And guess what? It's okay if you learned and relearned all of those things today. There is no shame in not knowing. I'm going to say that again. There is no shame in not knowing. The problem comes in when we pretend that our bodies, the bodies of the opposite sex, their parts and the needs of those parts do not exist because we are scared, uneducated or refuse to unlearn the limiting oppressive belief agreements that we were given as children. Our boys and young men need not to have this unrealistic, sexist, male ego created porn be their idea of healthy sex between beings narrative. Believing that all sex is led by and customized for men is a massive part of the sexual predator problem that we face today and have always faced. Porn teaches our children, specifically our boys, that something is wrong with a woman when she doesn't automatically come, moan, or scream, oh yeah, 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 fuck yeah. What the fuck is that? In high heels, as soon as a man walks in the room, no matter what he is doing or is not doing to please her during the last luster sex session 
Consensual labia leading with yourself or between two or more mature beings can lead to pleasurable temporary outcomes. However, whether anyone wants to admit it or not, too many men and women confuse labia leading with automatic love, automatic connection, and automatic self-worth and value. And labia leading, my beloveds, labia leading, my beautiful souls, are not synonymous and automatic with anything I just listed above. Understanding and exploring your body, defining all of your beautiful elements and calling them by name are acts of self-love. Let no one tell you different. I'm going to repeat that again. Understanding and exploring your body by defining all of your beautiful parts in any way you see fit and calling them by their name are acts of self-love. Let no one tell you different. For those of you who are listening, who have experienced sexual violation and trauma in any way and may have been triggered by this topic and my execution of it, I deeply, deeply respect your feelings, your emotional, mental and physical needs and association. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of the I Said No podcast. Pussy.